Today's show is brought to you by Airtable, the all-in-one collaboration platform. Producing quality content at a high volume is hard, and with newsfeed algorithms constantly shifting and audience platform preferences constantly changing, media companies need to stay agile to be at the top. That's why content production teams at places like Time use Airtable. It's flexible enough to adapt to your process, but powerful enough to keep everything on schedule and let creative people be creative. Visit Airtable.com slash Digiday today to get $50 in free credits. Welcome to the Digiday Podcast Can Edition. I'm Brian Morrissey, and I'll be speaking all this week with top media executives right here from the Riviera, from Digiday Podcast Headquarters, which is a small apartment um, just off the Quasette. We are uh, also holding a live podcast event tomorrow, Tuesday, here in Cannes at 2 p.m. at the Dentsu Beach House. If you are around, I'm going to uh, be doing a podcast with Complex's Rich Antonello, so it'll be filled with lots of F-bombs. We are pretty full at this point, but if you uh, want to try to squeeze in at the last minute, shoot me an email at brian at digiday.com. We can see what's possible. And finally, we are covering all the highs, lows, and absurdities of the week in a daily briefing email. Subscribe at digiday.com slash can email. And now finally, today, I'm joined by Jen Wong, a veteran of this podcast from when she was the COO and the head of Digital Time Inc., RIP. Jen is now COO at Reddit. One of the, what is it, the fourth biggest site on the internet? Third. Third biggest, okay. Um, but not with an ad business yet to, to match that. So we want to talk about that and, um, and also some, some lessons from time. Jen, welcome. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. You just flew in, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. You're woozy. Oh, yeah. Perfect. From New York s- to Cannes Shuttle. I should have served you some rosé. <laughs> um, okay. Lessons from time, Inc. It's been, it's, it's been a few months now. Um, how long were you a time you were there for like two years, two years. Yeah. Okay. So eventful time. Yeah. Particularly in, in the history of time. Inc. What did you take away from it? I mean, it's still kind of soon, but what did you take away from the two years there? Yeah. I, you know, when I reflect on it, I think time, uh, look, I, I, I came, uh, when at a time when digital, you know, had been around for about 10 years of times, you know, uh, in terms of publishing, and I think um, I wish that we had done a lot of those things that we were planning on and doing sooner. Um, so when I think about companies in the middle of tra- of transformation, deploying that capital earlier and faster when you first see the secular decline of the business is something that's really hard to do to convince yourself to do mm-hmm. but gives you much longer runway by earlier you mean like a decade earlier i do okay not, yeah not like six months yeah so the, you know secular decline at time started 07 08 obviously there was the downturn which advanced secular decline through the cyclical decline yeah. and that that was actually even though it's a tight time right it's a it's a tough moment that would have been the time to start um, thinking about mm-hmm. bold moves in transformation. So that's, you know, that's something that I reflect upon is runway is important. What's a bold move? What would, be, what would have been a bold move you before know, the, you were there? So it would make it safe. Yeah. At the time, um, 
probably buying the digital know-how, buying a publisher with technology to just give the whole business a shot in the arm, probably somewhere around 2010, 2011, moving into video, buying a video asset, let's say, uh, you know, distributor, not just a production house, but actually like Mm -hmm. a, a distributor platform. So to become more of a platform. Yeah, that would have been a bold, to, to attach a platform to the amazing brands that time has. So does that experience make you a pessimist for, and every situation is different, but for other traditional media companies that are undergoing their own sort of catch up when it comes to this digital transformation? I think you have to unpack traditional media. I think there are lots of different segments. Magazine companies. Okay. Um, I think it's a not so easy path because the it's been a long it's 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 far along in terms of the transformation and so some of the windows of value have been claimed by others. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I love publishers, I love media, and I'm rooting for all of those businesses because I think they have a very important place in the world. Um, it's just going to take some pretty rapid transformation at this juncture. Right. And yet when after time you decided not to go to a publishing company, went to a platform. Yeah. So yeah. Reddit has long in my mind it's been a sleeping giant in media, right? It's enormous. It's got a great engaged audience, strong brand with real differentiation and a in a sea of sameness out there. And yet it has also been known for copyright infringement, racism, sexism, all all manner of societal ills that happen to fester on the internet. Um, so at a time when brand safety is so important, why, why, why Reddit? Well, first of all, uh, <laughs> all platforms have all different kinds of voices. But now platforms voices. are getting, they're getting whacked over this. And I think every platform has to take their own approach that makes sense for what they do, you know, in the world. Like if you think about brand safety for us, think about Reddit. Reddit is the world's biggest network of communities. Our goal is to create community and belonging for everybody. We have, first of all, human moderation. That's been a fundamental tenet of Reddit. And that's pretty differentiated. That the the human moderation of the communities and actually the way the communities like self-police themselves is unlike any other place on the internet. So we have that aspect. The second is we're insanely passion and interest driven. So, you know, it's these communities are somewhat protective. So in other words, if you are deep into cars, you're at that moment not engaging in politics and other things. You're deep into cars, for example. And then finally, from just a, you know, ads policy, brand safety perspective, we whitelist the communities that advertisers are adjacent to. Mm-hmm. We have human review of all of our ads. And, you know, we continue to evolve our ad policy to make sure that our marketing partners are always in safe areas of Reddit. So they so, won't get the screenshot next to some I mean, content that they don't we, want to. Yeah. Well, it happens. It happens, but we generally are have made, I think, good policies to protect against that. And given our business is growing... Um, and we are serving a lot of impressions and ads. It's it's a pretty high you know rate of success. It's mm-hmm. not. It's only the occasional you know thing that happens and makes us think about our ad policy. But it's changed a lot. The spotlight has been on platforms and their responsibility for the content that is published on them, 
where does Reddit fall in that? Do you guys run away from the idea that you're responsible for the kinds of content that are published in self and subreddits? I think we feel responsible for the behaviors of people um, on Reddit as a property. Um, in terms of the content and the dialogue and the conversation, we want free flow of conversation and dialogue. And we actually want people who have similar interests, like in cars or dogs or photography, to have a conversation. Those are good. And they can dogs, have a dog fight over yes. the best Polaroid camera or so whatever to speak, it is. dog fight. Yeah, I got yeah that. exactly. But what and, about like white nationalism? Look, from our perspective, there are different groups on Reddit who are able to have a conversation and that's fine. What we're focused on is the behavior. So we've done a lot in terms of policy uh, over the last two years in particular. Steve has been very, very vocal about this um, to think about the behaviors associated with a number of these communities. So we have, you know, for example, we've uh, banned communities that um, have regulated goods and trading of those goods. We've taken, we've uh, done a policy adjustment on uh, involuntarily, involuntary, like sexually explicit content, right? So if you think about our policy, it continues mm -hmm. to evolve and tighten around the areas and Is the that behaviors. an editorial policy? It's not an editorial no, it's, policy. No, it's not it's editorial. It's, it's about behavior. Because our, in our mind, What's most important is the health of the network of communities. That is what we are, what we spend all of our time thinking about. How do mm. these communities thrive? What makes a healthy community, which is about the right behaviors, enabling healthy dialogue? You know, our job Even is around subjects that are not healthy are outside of the mainstream. Healthy dialogue. However, we identify Reddit mainstream has these days. Lots of, you know, Reddit, look. One of the best things about Reddit is that it takes sometimes fringe ideas. Yanni versus Laurel is one, and okay. it trickles them to the top that become. Well, those are the fun fringe ideas. Sure, but and, the problem is, I guess you, you take the good and and but you you get some bad with it, right? And some of the but think about the other fringe ideas. Some of the other fringe ideas they they stay within certain communities in Reddit and they don't go out to the mainstream because they are not deemed by the community as something that is cultural zeitgeist, right? So the community kind of self polices itself. Like our communities themselves are like influent mm -hmm. influential influential bodies and influencers unto themselves. So they are aggressive, aggressive curators, not only of the content in their own community and subreddit, but of each other. They actually have influence on each other. So only the network only the network of communities can trickle up the best stuff to the top. Mm -hmm. And it it's a it I know it sounds surprising, but it's actually a very strong uh, mechanism for filtering. Today's sponsor is Airtable, the all-in-one collaboration platform. The digital landscape is constantly evolving, and for your content to break through, your publishing strategy needs to be adaptable. That's why when teams at Condé Nast Entertainment, BuzzFeed Studios, and Group 9 Media needed a tool to fine-tune their production process for the modern age, they turned to Airtable. With Airtable, you can build the collaborative, streamlined production process needed to take advantage of every viral trend. Everyone, try it today. Head to Airtable.com slash Digiday to receive $50 in free credits. When a marketer here says, oh, I don't know, Reddit, I don't, I don't, look, we got really high brand safety concerns, and I'm yeah. sure you hear it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, 
and you say, I'm going to keep you away from anything that you don't want to be near. Is yeah. that it, basically? Well, I say a couple things. One is what's happening on Reddit. I mean, Reddit's big. It's over 300 million users a month, third biggest right. site on the internet. Um, what's happening on Reddit is going to happen. And your brand is being talked about. Your customers are on Reddit. And as much as you might have, you know, concerns, this dialogue is happening and we encourage everybody to participate in it, right? The, the people who are really focused on social listening pay attention to Reddit. They usually have a Redditor who understands that there are ideas and conversations happening on Reddit that are really, really important veins for them to tap into, not only on Reddit, but then as they proliferate into the general social world. Right. But, but why so it's advertise there? I mean, yes, use it for insights, but why not just advertise in some other place well one <laughs> i mean where do you get people who are self-declared interested in very specific areas of passion i mean we're talking about not just cars we're down to make and model i mean it's very it's very difficult for you to get that kind of interest targeting two at scale three we're actually um undu we have unduplicated reach from twitter i think it's like 50 plus percent from twitter and from facebook 24 percent it's pretty high unduplicated reach. So it's an influential 18 Can't to 30. Can't find these people on Facebook. Can't find these people. 18 to 30, early adopters, highly educated, influential people. I mean, the, male. you read some of the content. Very male. Both. Yeah. We actually have both. There are more women on Reddit than people would there think. Are, it is, there are more men, but more women than you'd think. R slash parenting. Um, this is my obsession, obviously, is... Uh, you know, r slash parenting, makeup addiction, skincare addiction. They're, they're pretty robust. Okay, so Reddit has also been um, known over the years of having a community that is vocally against advertising in many forms. Um, how do you, and as I said, I think it's been a sleeping giant because it's had ads for, it's the third biggest site on the internet. It's, yep. I don't believe it's the third biggest um, ad platform on the internet. Yet, not yet, Jen. not yet. That's why you're here. No pressure. Uh, none at all. Um, and I think part of that has to be that, that there are a lot of things that platforms do around data collection and, and targeting and mm -hmm. ads that these marketers on the Quest set will call impactful and then the rest of us will call annoying and intrusive yeah. um, that Reddit can't do. So, I mean, how do you get around that? So let me separate the two. Just on data and privacy in particular, that's something we take really seriously. And the way we think about it, you see like Reddit's really driven by these core values, um, is that you as an individual can share different facets of your identity as you go in and out of each community. And that's your choice. You don't have to do a whole self reveal like you do on other platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why you have the ability to have a username, you can, you know, share, you know, different aspects, different facets of your personality as you go in and out of communities, which is really what you do in real life. And that's something that we think is really important. And that's why we get incremental addressable audience, because there are people who participate in communities who need to be able to modulate their identity and they can't do it um, in other platforms where you have to be full name identified. And that's a requirement, um, you know, from a business standpoint, I mean, ads is something that we think will be a big business for us because all of the things that marketers want, like that real authentic word of mouth, that ear, that mind hive that happens for people who are 
just so deep in their categories and interests happens on Reddit. And to ignore it, um, both from a advertising standpoint and from an insights perspective, um, just doesn't make sense because there's just actually so much happening. So marketers, are, I think, are going to want to participate in this. I think from a business standpoint, look, we have people who, you know, are not as interested in advertising and are willing to pay instead to, uh, you know, have a subscription or will engage with Reddit in through tokens or we have a Reddit Gold mm-hmm. program, which is a direct consumer program, which has gilding and reactions and you can reward people for their contributions. And you get no ads. Um, you can get no ads. Yeah. Okay. And we'll keep that option open. So what percentage of the audience do you think is just the sort of, I don't know how to put them, but like they're lost. They're lost on the advertising world. They're just, they, they do not want ads. Not as many as you think. I would guess it would be like at least a quarter of Reddit. Um, like that are just, any ad is, is intolerable. I don't, I don't actually think, I think, I think that's not, I think the ad, the attitude toward ads, I think changes a lot based on the format and the presentation of the ads. So for example, we just redesigned and we went to, I mean like text ads. This, I think there's a different perspective on native versus display. I'll just say that, right? Okay. So so we redesigned and we went to, we're moving toward an all native environment. That is really Reddit. So I'll give you an example. Our brand strategist, not only does the format look like Reddit, the vernacular is in the language of Reddit. Like you will have a post for an advertiser that starts with like TIL, I learned like, it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is, and that's really, really important in helping to make the advertising successful on Reddit. The more native, the more conversation you get from that passionate group. And so- Not just retargeting for Allbirds or something. Not that I would visit Allbirds site. I mean, we we are scale platforms, so we will have that, but that's not the only piece of it, right? So from from what's interesting about Reddit is, so from a marketer perspective, our story is a little bit complex, right? From a consumer perspective, I'd say, look, we're a different category. We're not social, and we're not a media a publisher. Publishers are niche. They're about craft, you know, targeted, super premium custom. Social is about the currency is share a voice. I'm trying to crowd you out with, like, mm-hmm. how many followers I have. Um, you know, that's the currency of social, and it's often identity-based. The currency for community is contribution. Like, the currency on on uh, on Reddit is karma. It's actually a contribution of what the community thinks about you. We're very egalitarian. Like this is like one of the, it sounds very hippy dippy, like mm-hmm. these values, but it's about like a brand participates in a conversation in the same as a user. And you're judged on the same thing, which is contribution to the community, advancing the dialogue, et cetera. So fundamentally, we're really, really different. From a marketer standpoint, how you buy us, we're going to have everything, meaning you can buy us from a media reserve custom perspective to programmatic to a biddable platform. Mm-hmm. It's going to be and all the, the classic mix will, things. Yeah, the mix will be the same for... Um, I think it'll look like most platforms Okay, from a mix perspective. Um, how about the format question? Because um, Reddit started autoplay uh, video recently, yeah. and I would think Reddit plus autoplay video equals disaster. Like it just does not... I mean, that's a very intrusive um, format. Not real. I mean, it's pretty standard now. Well, I mean, Facebook. It doesn't mean that it's not an intrusive format just because Facebook yeah. has put puts yeah. in, 
billions of them out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's what's interesting, right? We So we did this redesign, which does two things. One is it allows us to be just like push things faster because we were on like an older stack. Mm-hmm. And the second is we moved to this card view, which is more highly vis- visual with more graphics and a native video player. So video just went through the roof. I mean, it's just like you can see the day we turned it on, like on mobile, and it just like blew up. And specifically, the native video player, which means people uploading their own video more than YouTube embeds or third-party embeds. So there was pent-up hunger Mm -hmm. for video content. To me, when you turn on an ad after that, that, you know, Mm -hmm. autoplays, like... So video is now a native experience. It's Reddit because yeah, I always think of Reddit as I, I, text, right? Yeah, I feel like it's it, it was, and it is. There's it still a lot very, of text, very text. Yeah, but no, there's I mean, also video. It, we have like two different profiles of people almost. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones on mobile, there's a lot of video engagement there, and then you still have people who love the comments and the condensed text. It's both actually. Final thing is, give me the case for a ad-driven media model. Everyone's down on it. Yeah. Everyone's talking about their subscriptions. Yeah. Ad only. Not ad only. I'm ad dependent. It depends on how you say it. ad driven, ad dependent. I don't know. When people say <laughs> ad dependent, it's bad. I mean, everyone's going to have a different. It's uh, a good business. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Wh- ads, ads alone may be hard to support certain publishing businesses, but it's a good business in the sense that. Look at the rates. Look at the gross margin on that business. Look at the value proposition. Where else are um, marketers going to go for some of the things that they're trying to do in terms of custom and scale and that audience reach? Like, there's no there's no better proposition than that. Ads alone is hard. Mm-hmm. Is hard because making content is expensive. Um, so unless you can generate you know, um, that content cheaper um, or can get higher rates, ads alone is difficult. So complementing that with money from the IP that you generate makes a lot of sense. Events, direct-to-consumer subscriptions, it, it all makes sense. But I'm not down on the ad model. I think it's a very good proposition. I don't, you know, think about what marketers get from publishers. They get custom content. They get distribution to engaged audiences. Mm-hmm. Like, they get... Third part, lots of third party measurement that verifies that. Like, it's actually a very good proposition. Okay. So, Google and Facebook are not just going to take the entire industry. I think that they won't take all of it <laughs> because they don't do that. Right. I mean, they don't like, they don't make content not yet, not and they yet. don't distribute it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Yeah. Jen, thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Brian. And thank you all for listening. This podcast is produced by Aditi Sangal. If you liked our show, and I do hope you did, please subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. And while you're there, rate us and leave a review. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another episode.